0: All the hell was at the back was bang, bang, and then screams. And then she start crying.
1: What's that um off of the off of Old Town there's a square, beginning with G. Grafton Square. Grafton Square. I got a couple wanted to go to Grafton Square. This is about four weeks ago. And I was quite pleased that I could come down Clapham High Street and then do your little, do your right into Stonehouse, uh, sorry, Clapham Manor Street, up to the end, left Larkhall Lane. It'd be right lane, wouldn't it? Rise? and then there's a little cubit terrace. Mm-hmm. You can come round a couple of little doubles and brings you into um, Grafton Square from the back end. I was quite pleased that, you know, mm-hmm. I knew, I learnt that on the knowledge, obviously. Yeah, that little way in. Uh, yeah, that's quite, quite pleasing. And they're always surprised that you know it kind of thing how do you know that and then on the other flick, flick side of that you've got people getting just give you a postcode you're never going to know
2: yeah it. this is the new thing isn't it the postcodes is obviously we've, someone said it was related to the ubers and the apps and stuff like, like that yeah. um because we don't know i have no idea the postcodes mean nothing to me zero no. so just i need a street name
0: yeah i always ask you what, what's the street name as as long as it's inside the six mile radius yeah obviously if he's outside then
1: I
2: wouldn't know. Yeah, they're never expecting you to punch it in somewhere, aren't they?
1: Punch the postcode I in. And I do. I use Google all the time. It's mm-hmm. a very, very useful tool for points yep. that you've never heard of, what have you. And some of them will be in the West End. A lot of them will be in the West End. Because audio. you've done a lot of pointing in the West End. There's about 20,000 other places that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause so that goes in, in all the time, bang, and all you really want to know is where is it? Yeah. And then I can get you there. Done. Yeah.
2: You don't need much else. No not really well the days of having a map book on your lap are over um now i imagine you've got a map book on your ipad or whatever it is in front of you or on your phone
1: i only have my phone i haven't got an ipad there's a map
2: on it though isn't it i've got
1: i've got google maps on there and i've got cabbies mate Mm -hmm. on there both useful tools cabbies mate i use for the um if i'm in if i'm taking customer to an area that i'm unfamiliar with i'll have cabbies mate as the main screen and that gives that bleeps up when you're coming up to a speed camera Mm. so because you know on the roads that you know you know where the speed cameras are you're going to be slowing down a little bit for them yeah unfamiliar roads it's quite easy to get caught out mm. cabbies mate's very good for that okay that's really all i use cabbage mate for Yeah.
2: do you enjoy it emory
0: uh yes i do enjoy it um and i the well, obviously um when you asked me earlier if it's worth it yeah, it's worth it but when you said worth it like uh, earning wise but my um, my priority was there uh, to start doing knowledge was there in the time that you have for yourself yeah rather than the earning of of course earnings are really important but you know the time that you have for yourself is it was really um, important Freedom. for me like you know spend <coughs> time with your family whenever you, you know, they need you so um that's why i love it mm. i mean and then again, I mean, sometimes you just go home and then you feel, you know, you don't feel, don't feel like working. Yeah. You can just say, I am not work. But when you work for someone, you can't do that. You just have to go to work. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why I love, I love it.
2: So another thing that happens when you first start is deciding how you're going to work. So do you work hours? Do you work money? Do you work shifts? What is your plan of how you go out and how you come home? I do hours. Hours? Yeah. What hours do you do?
0: Well, I initially started doing the daytime mm-hmm. and then I changed my mind. Hard isn't it? The daytime. It is, it's, you, you earn less money and plus you spend so much time on the traffic and, yeah. you know, and uh, I thought I'll try doing the night time. So I usually um, go out about 5, 6 p.m. Right. And uh, work until like 10, 11.
2: Is that it? Very, very yeah, short, during, short yeah. shifts
0: yeah and then saturday sunday i do full oh, yeah. And but sunday is my favorite day i love it
2: yes ah oh, so we've, we've taken you away <laughs> no from it's from. fine it's absolutely Sunday's the reason well i
0: good. love it is because the roads are more quiet yes. and then um it's more busy than ever what's like, the secret anyways. to working on a sunday what is the secret yeah where do you go you know what um i usually um look on the app before i because i'll start from the sx uh right i'm from chadwell Heath, so I, I heard him which app the uh the free now okay so i see if i get a job near near around uh never do but you know but uh if not then um i usually go uh city airport but uh during the weekdays i usually go city airport Mm -hmm. if i don't get a job on the app but if i don't saturday sundays i usually come to town
2: right so you start your day normally on the city airport rank uh
0: in the in the when i start five six o'clock yeah so, you come so from in. home I go to City Airport. If I, that's if I don't see any yeah. job going in. from okay. the
2: app. So how long are you waiting on City Airport rank to get a job?
0: Uh, depends, actually. Sometimes I wait 20 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I wait. I, and think, what's I, think the, I think the most I waited was like 45 minutes. Right. That was it. But uh, I was lucky enough all the time. It was always uh, worth it waiting for that time. Yeah. So where the, where the fares
2: generally go are...
0: They generally go to the, uh, to go they go to the town. Um, so like yesterday, Wolf. I'll tell you what. Yesterday I had one gang to uh, Pullman, St Pancras. Okay. uh So, that was that was a really decent actually. Yeah. And uh, then I then you carry on much. from
2: there, obviously. So you start your day at city airport, and then once yeah. you're in town, you carry on from there. Yeah,
0: then all we start straight from there. I just went to the St Pancras. I just go to St Pancras International. Right. And it was all empty. Yeah. The passengers was waiting there. Straight away, I got another job from there
2: so then then you'd finish about 10 o'clock
0: uh what
2: your shift you said you finish. you work about six no
0: saturdays i usually work uh all day okay saturdays and sundays in the week but in the week it depends obviously if i if i get a job uh opposite direction where i live then obviously i'm coming in again maybe i'll get another job but uh i'll tell you one, one more thing um about uh going home so i learned my mistake now because now i put the light off if i want to go home <laughs> i just go home yeah because um i think it happens to you, as well maybe larry um you just want to get that one job in it yeah you just want to gamble and then it goes exactly the opposite direction then so uh, yeah so slow yeah i mean um one day um lee uh she arranged me uh um at a um tour for this uh person with her parents. So I was just going to do like until like 5 o'clock. And I thought, yeah, 5 o'clock. I promised my wife I'm going to come home 6 o'clock and take them out somewhere. And it was 5 o'clock, Houston Station. I dropped them off. Yeah. And I tend to go home. And I looked at the rank, the Houston Station rank. It was people queuing up. There's no cab. And then I thought, I have to, I have to get someone from there. You know, it doesn't look good because we have to, you know, yeah, yeah. we have to serve the people there. I get that one job. And if he goes to the city or somewhere, then yes, I'm laughing. So I went there. Guy jumped in and he said he wants to go to the uh, uh Shepherd's Bush. Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> I told my wife, you know what? I'll, I'm not going to make it. I'm late. Yeah. And then I can't refuse. I never refuse a job. No, no, so you can't uh, once you I, done I, it. When I've got <laughs> my light on, I have to take that job. Yep. It's like again, because last time I was going home, I was on All Street, All Street roundabout, went to the All Street. And then I got flagged down by a lady and I was going home. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take this one. And she jumped in, she said, I want to go to Paddington station. So after that, I thought, nah, just switch off and then go. Yeah. Harry,
2: mm. yeah. do you do the same? You on hours or you on money?
1: Um, neither really. I just go out and I'll, I'll work until I don't feel like working anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't tend to, I, everyone system. starts off doing long shifts and you know, there's big money there and like, mm. your 500 pound a shift and stuff like that. We've all done some of that, but it, it wears off quite mm. quickly. Maybe not for the younger guys, no. But for, certainly for someone my age, that wears off quite quickly, and you you realise you have to settle into something that you can is sustainable, yeah. yeah that you can manage. Um, but also, I don't like to do the same hours. So I mix it up. Mm-hmm. I'll do earlies, mid-mornings till mid-evening, and then sometimes I'll work till four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom though to I have the freedom to do that. It. Yeah, I haven't got to answer to anyone indoors, yeah. so I'm quite lucky in that respect um and it is it does keep it more interesting because you get very very different people very Mm -hmm. different jobs at night than you do during the day and i like a little bit of both of them so i'll suffer the traffic on the day shifts a couple of weeks and then i'll have a break from it and i'll do nights yeah so it's a little bit easier probably do earn more money at night it is easier to move around certainly yeah yeah yeah, the, the hourly best,
2: rate at night is, is better without a
1: doubt <coughs> probably the yeah. best time to come in is like emory says start city airport around about 6 30 something like that I'm, I'm very very careful with city airport I've, I've been i've been burnt there a few times where i've been on a rank for an hour and got canary wolf or mm-hmm. or, or, or xl kind of thing so uh, I, I i won't sit on on a long just long out of rank.
2: interest how much is uh city airport to canary wolf at the moment about People. 15 pound so you got fifteen pounds for the
1: hour. Not including the driving in time not that you drive. Not, yeah, well not include the drive from City Airport to I've been there longer than an hour yeah. and got Canary Wolf. So yeah. you gotta it's be very, car very, very careful way. with it. Yeah. There is there is many, many, many jobs offer of there that don't go anywhere near where mm. you wanna be. Rough with a smooth. I mean yesterday I picked my first job yesterday I picked up there, went to Englefield Road and it was like forty five quid. That's mm. on rate two Saturday.
2: So you you have the same routine as Emery, which you're pulling into City Airport to start it, off.
1: That depends on what time I start mm-hmm. because you've got to really look at the uh, incoming flights, how many of them are there. Sometimes I'll just stay on the a and go straight past it. Yeah. Other times I'll come through it and if there's a long queue of cabs, then I'll just drive straight past them and I'll come start looking at mm-hmm. Canary Wharf. My, my favourite place to start is Tooley Street. I come straight through the highway Go over to average bridge, Street. Not guaranteed to get a job, but 80% of the time, yeah. you'll pick we all,
2: we all find our little starting you street. Do, I mean, don't you? for me, I'm I'm mile end based. So I would drive along Commercial Road or along the Whitechapel Road or I would go over to Canary Wharf to yeah. start. Uh, but my little street for starting off, once, if nothing's happening, was always East Cheap. I'd always go into East Cheap and mm. just drive up and down and wander around. <clears throat> the thing is, you're not going anywhere. You don't need to be anywhere. You're just looking for a passenger so the fact that you go around the block six times is exactly the same as just driving mindlessly from east cheap to oxford street there's no point to doing that you may as well stay where you are roughly and pick up something and then go i've
1: never done that it makes a lot of sense actually does, yeah, but, but i i tend to i tend to <laughs> no, if, about that. if i don't pick up anything up on tooley street i'll drive into london station yeah. If there's nothing there, I'll come straight out. I'll go across the bridge and I'll go up Bishopsgate. I'll look at Liverpool Street Station, and this has happened a number of times where there's nothing all the way through there. Yeah, right yeah. mm. up at Liverpool Street, and, well, this is not worth it, and then make your way to King's Cross. Mm. So, but that's not that often. It's yeah. happened a number of times, but not that often. Generally speaking, I'll pick something up before I cross London Bridge.
2: Okay, so things have speaking. picked up now. So uh, now let's move on to
1: what's the worst fare
2: you've had worst passenger
1: the runners i haven't had any runners as such okay i did have four lads from uh, piccadilly this was very late it might have been a friday or saturday night uh two o'clock in the morning something like that got howled. one the one guy the one sober guy soberish guy is talking to you through the window and you say oh yeah okay and then he calls his mates along Says, i've got four of me in the back and they were quite well behaved. They were fairly quiet. But I could see him on mirror. There was one, one of them was just laughing like a lot. So um, couldn't make out why, but he was just giggling. So we got to the other end. They, they wanted to go out right out near Heathrow. Obviously, obviously lived out there. But as I've come down the Heathrow Approach Road to the roundabout, gone left up the slip road as you go into the A4, this petrol station there. And they said, Oh, just pull in the petrol station there, mate. That'll do us. So obviously I've got my foot on the brake. No one's opening any doors. <laughs> and they've given me cash through the thing. I've got like 70 quid. So I've so thank you very much. Took my foot off the brake, opened the door for them, and out they get. But they ran away. Now I'm thinking, have I got dodgy money here? Yeah. And I think so. i start filling all the notes. All hunky oh, dory what's what that all about so i've got out the cap and I look in the back and there was a pile of sick pile of really thick this wasn't like um watery or anything it's really really thick big pile of like that in the back and i thought oh no and just at that moment an elderly american gentleman walked up to me he said excuse me can you take me to <laughs> the <to> terminal three <laughs> And I said, Sorry, mate, I can't take you anywhere at the moment. I said, I've got a big pile of sick in the back. He saw it in the back. Oh, no. He said, That's terrible. And he said, Look, there's a car wash there. I'll come and help you. Lovely old boy, he was. Went over to the car wash. It wasn't working. They had like a jet, jet, wash, wash, there. It jet wash. It wasn't working. So I carry everything in the taxi that I need to clean it out thoroughly. Got bottles of water. I've got anti I've got deodorizer, rags, rubber gloves, the lot. So I cleaned it all out, and he's still hanging about, this bloke. still He won't go away. So I said, oh, I'm happy to take you. I said, but I've got to clean this out properly. Um, he said, "Oh, fair enough. I'll wait. I'm, not, I'm in no rush. Cleaned it all out. Probably took me about 15 minutes, and he helped me. He was getting older. Yeah. Loads of sick for me all in brush. I'll give him a pair of rubber gloves. He wanted to get involved. So I uh, so got it all cleaned up, dropped him out of turn free, 20 quid cash. So all in all, can I say that's my worst fare? i got 90 quid in about an hour and a half.
2: Does the sick smell linger?
1: No, no, not if you carry all the right gear with you. Mm. I mean, I did have to go as far as, you know, in because oh, i got a Vito, you got the metal strip along the side, yeah. holds the carpet down. I had to remove that. Yeah. But I, I carry everything I need to do this because the sick goes under that. Clean it all up, deodorise, sanitise, got the anti-back spray. Lovely. Yeah. You wouldn't know.
2: The smell of sick just sometimes lingers, and you just cannot get rid years later, someone will say has someone been sick in your cab, and you think that was three years ago
1: yeah I mean if it goes <laughs> down the side of the seat, you've got a bit of a problem. This was all in one yeah. great big heap on the floor, so it was relatively mm. easy to deal with
2: It's a very unique smell isn't it vomit uh emery i've,
0: I've always had i 've always had a decent uh, passengers, but um I think the worst experience i've had must be um the couple I picked up from uh uh, Claridge's hotel um they had they had a few drinks but they were all right and then um they they came in they jumped in and uh they want to go to bromley so um the lady started talking you know she said uh her father was a black cab driver and then good chat about 15 20 minutes and then uh all of a sudden she's gone quiet and uh had a few chats with the gentleman and then he was going quiet as well I thought they're sleeping. So um, I was somewhere in uh, Catford Road, somewhere there. And I went to go to the right lane as he, as the right lane was just coming up. And then there was a car in front of me. It looks like he was going to the right as well. But then all of a sudden he just stopped. He just done a... It wasn't a harsh break, but he just done a break. So I've done a break as well. As soon as I've done that break, all I hell was at the back was bang, bang. And then screams and then she started crying the passenger and then uh, obviously she fell down so what, what i realized is uh she lay down on the back seat yeah and then she put her head on the husband's lap so uh. she was sleeping i think the gentleman was sleeping as well so when i've done that break she fell off the sea and then she was complaining about her head i think she hit her head somewhere and um i felt really really bad and uh she was like ah you know screaming then the, the the gentleman said he saw your foot driver and all that, but he he was joking. He was they were so nice, such a nice couple. But I feel <laughs> that was the worst bit. That was, that was nice the couple. worst bit. But I feel really bad all the way through the journey. She was like, "Oh my head," mm-hmm. but um, after that they came out. They were really happy with me, but it wasn't my fault, obviously. But I feel really bad. Obviously, you have to see if he, if she was wearing a seatbelt, that wouldn't happen. But you know, yeah, I think I, that's feel, I feel really bad.
2: Responsibility might be upon them. I, but again, I don't think it's our responsibility to make passengers wear their seatbelts. I think it's up to them to wear them. Yeah. I've, again, never, I've never actually known that to be honest with you. In a mm. in a private
1: car, in it's a driver's we don't, responsibility. In a private car, it is. In a private car, it's so a driver's okay. responsibility. So maybe we need to make sure get, his passengers wearing belts. I would mm. have thought in our business, it's so actually. Get up bl- to them. I'll get blamed for that, then, isn't it? I'm, I'm not never, sure.
2: We're in upon a grey area. Maybe we're going to have someone who on the podcast who's listening that's going to actually exactly know the answer. But I would have put the blame on the fact that you got in the vehicle, you're a paying customer, the seatbelt situation is you're. They're there for you to put on. I am not a childminder. It's not for me to check that you're doing this stuff. I'm just a driver. Any sensible adult will put a seatbelt on, but how many put their seatbelt on in the back of your camp?
1: Mm. In one, children, everyone, because I won't drive away. All right, with children. And it's a r- really surprising the amount of people, adults, who will let you drive away. Mm-hmm. Their child's not wearing a seatbelt. Hmm. I won't have it. I so, said, Well, we're not going anywhere till the chis- children's yeah. got a seatbelt on. You can do what you like. What
2: if they're sitting on the flap down seats? they still got to have a they seatbelt have belt on. Belts, I know, yeah. but they're, they're facing backwards. So if you broke, they're going to be pushed into the back rather than pushed forward.
1: Still got to have a seatbelt. Okay. I mean, that is, I believe that would be the law. I don't think you I, can carry a child in a taxi without a seatbelt. No, I think no. that would be the law. They're
2: all supposed to have their seatbelt on. The, right. the law is there but this it, what we're arguing about here is the responsibility all oh, right is it right. yours or theirs so um hmm. and i have to confess i would have thought it was theirs but we'll find out i'm pretty hmm. sure so i'll try yeah. and find out before we put this out and then uh,
0: we'll all know
1: google the law
0: but I still, well, yeah. I still feel bad for her yeah she must have heard her head really bad there, it's I, just a big noise about the back
2: my brother has a um, fantastic one when in his cap. The he, he, she, the woman had stood up while he was still driving along, and she's going through her pockets. So you, when you stand up in a cab, you have to bend over, don't yeah. you? She's going through her pockets to get the fare, and then he had to break. And oh. she hit the petition window with her face, and he said, you have to come and see it. And so I went down to look, and you could see her lips, her face, her nose, and her eye, perfectly uh, sweat <laughs> implanted on the divide a glass it was amazing to see you could see this woman's complete pain of like hitting yeah. the window and leaving a, a, a face print basically you could see exactly what she looked like at the
1: moment of impact i've had it a few times where i've pulled away a little bit too quickly this was with grown-ups and they haven't quite yeah, yeah. sat down yet mm-hmm. and so I, I kind of make <laughs> them sit down not intentionally yeah but as i've got oh i just got to keep my foot on a break make sure everyone's seated and i often say that now Everyone seated and yeah. then i yeah. pull away because i've had so many of them actually fall back into That's the right. seat yeah with the with the like um you know middle-aged younger you people it's not back. too bad but you've got an olden yeah they can break something so did you, did you, you work careful. yesterday larry i worked yesterday yeah
2: did you work yesterday Mike? yes i did okay what did you take yesterday
0: what did i earn yesterday yeah um about 200 pounds about 200 but i didn't do much hours okay
2: do you want to say the hours did you?
0: yeah yeah i've started about um Either, either 11 30, i think yeah i went to the city airport i think i picked up the passenger about eleven thirty or 12 or something in the afternoon and f- yeah and i finished uh about five okay 5 p.m yep okay so i've done about five hours
2: and do you larry
1: Yeah, similar it's about six hours i did a couple of hundred
2: yep okay that'd be nice for the people that are listening who want to <laughs> know some truth there's going to be someone pointing out oh yeah but you had to pay your
1: rent from that but um uh, and the fuel costs and that yeah when when you talk about how much you took in a day it's, it's 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 relevant but it's not that relevant because you don't actually earn anything like that you have mm. got lots of costs not just your daily cost of your fuel what have you but you've got your intermediate costs of servicing and repairs and stuff like. oh you that. own your cab now larry yeah, yeah yeah and
2: emory did you buy yours no i'm renting renting I'm HBX, okay yeah. uh what is the you've got an electric cab what is the rental per week on your electric cab?
0: It's three forty a week. Okay,
2: and you've bought a cab, Larry. What are the payments on your cab each week? Do you know?
1: No, I just bought it.
2: Oh, outright.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: can't argue with
2: that. How much did you pay for it?
1: Twenty nine thousand. Four e- years old.
2: Electric. No Vito. Oh, you bought a Vito. Twenty nine thousand Vito. Four years old. So that is. That sounds very good. Economics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not too bad. It's pretty good nick to be honest with you. Not too much wrong with it. Um, I haven't got the facility to charge at home, so I nice. had to take that into consideration when I was making my mind up what to buy. Um, initially, when I first passed that, my intention always was to just rent a TX4 for a year to, to judge what it's like, how many accidents am I going to likely to have, do I like the job. But this one came up, and I just it weren't going to be there two days later, so I jumped on it. This was right at the time, you know, when there was a shortage of the cabs? Yeah. You couldn't rent for, for love nor money, and this one came up, so I thought, bang, have that one. I don't regret it at all. It's lovely. And like I say, if you haven't got the home charging facility, I, I don't really want to spend an hour, hour and 20 minutes of my shift charging Yeah. just to work. So I've got a reasonable commute in and a reasonable commute home. To me, that's enough dead time. Yeah. And um, not to complain, <laughs> I so rarely get a job going my way. It's always west. Yeah. whoever, And I'm very similar to Emery. If I decide I've had enough, light goes off. And that can be Chiswick.
2: And what about the going home uh at on free now you
1: have the going home yeah i don't really i've used the apps but i, I don't like not, using nothing nothing
0: really goes to like uh the furthest i've gone east was like canary wolf yes. never been further than that and that was like once tell hill one, yeah did A1 you not learn west.
2: if you live essex do you, you kind of go to liverpool street and rank up as your last job
0: well i've done that once and uh you got all oxford no they want to go to somewhere up north um and then it was about three three gentlemen. They said, "What was it? Somewhere in Hartford, Hertfordshire, somewhere, okay. somewhere up, up on top of the North." And then they said, "Is that somewhere that near that you live?" And I said, "No, I don't live near that. But I can take you." So I think the reason they asked you know like if if if, if, it's, that, if it's taking well, you home, I asked for a discount. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought yeah. I don't live near there, and then they yeah. just walked off.
1: Ah, okay. That was over. <laughs> <pretty laughs> no, crazy. they didn't want to go. See, so the uh, thing the thing about see, going to Liverpool Street and ranking is you're in a rank probably other cabs in the rank you can't yeah. broom jobs no but you generally so if someone comes up and they don't want to go your way you're going to drive off empty
2: but the liverpool street is feeding the east The stations feeding the east. so if they've missed trains and yeah. stuff you, you're going to get east end fares predominantly yeah uh, and the people that are not so much going east they're probably flagging from the street anyway as they're walking along bishop's gate or north yeah. Gate. um but yeah generally i mean i have a lot of friends that used to really the Liverpool Street and the Charing Cross, they really are worked quite badly by a few people little, doing a little bit of bad stunts. My friend used to walk along Charing Cross, get out of the cab and ask anybody if they was going to Cheam. Hmm. <laughs> and they'd go to his cab. It's a really, really bad thing to do.
1: Oh, if he wants to go to Cheam, all he's got to do is follow me around. Because you... every job will take me that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I dropped, I, I dropped. Uh, this is Friday night, I think, and... Um, I dropped in Mayfair. I come out into Piccadilly. Guy held me said, can you take me to the Opera House? I thought, well, oh, it's my way. Yeah, jump in. It's only like 10 quid, aren't I like Dropped him at the Opera House, and I should have just turned the light off there. But I didn't. I come out of there. I've gone Fleet Street. Just going up Lowgate Hill, and a guy jumps out. Boom, boom, boom. Pulls out and I thought, oh, I might be really lucky here, because I'm thinking the further east you are... yeah. In the city the more chance you've got yeah. they're going east yeah can you take me to Isleworth? <sighs> yes mate jump in yeah and go and that was it i turned the light on after that i come right the way back through the west end with me light off because when you've had enough you've had enough yes you, yes. Can't, you can't push it you, you start you getting tired yep. get ready it's not good to be driving like that mm. so there has to be a cut off point
2: what about drunks you like picking up drunks?
1: don't generally speaking like it at all some of them are funny some of them not funny I've had a number of occasions where you know they get a little bit leery and whatever and I just stop the car and say do you want to go home yeah don't piss me off because you're pissing me off and you won't get home and they generally quiet down you've got to be quite serious with them mm-hmm. the ones who are just a little bit jolly you, you can sense that you can sense whether they're going to yeah. be a problem to you or not you just jolly along with them Some of them, you cannot wait to get to the other end and get them out. They won't stop talking, and it's all the B word Mm. kind of thing. I had four guys from Old Street. This was not long after I started, actually. It would have been pre-Christmas. So it was in my first few weeks. And they pulled me over, and they said, Will you take us to, it was up in Luton somewhere, near Luton. I said, yeah, sorry, no problem. So how much are you going to be? So I'll give him a rough estimate. I know it was about 180 quid. They said, we'll give you 200 pound cash. Will that do you? I said, yeah, do me lovely. You're going to have to stop the cash machine because none of us got any cash. So I said, well, oh, fair enough. So four of them get in. Different levels of drunkness. One of them was pretty sober. So I said, look, do me a favour. Take a couple of bags in the back. you always carry bags for me. If anyone's going to be sick, try and do it in a bag. He said... There won't be a problem mate. I said, take the bags anyway, it's all right, I'll do it, just keep quiet. Anyway, we are pulled around. now now the fun starts. One of them, great big guy, looked like um grizzly bear kind of thing, big bushy beard. He must have been on the gear all night, because he would not stop talking. It was. I wasn't worried because it was very clear these were four very close guys. They were the banter. You can yeah. tell from it, you know. There's a lot of back, backwards and forwards slagging each other off. So it was fine. But he would not stop talking. And I had this all the way to Luton. He didn't stop. He kept threatening to it. Everyone and whatever. Obviously he wasn't going mm. to. But he was one of these fellas. Anyway, we get there where they're going. Right in the middle of nowhere. Back or beyond. Down country lanes. I've got my money, I'm fine, I'm not worried about it at all. Gets halfway down the country lane, no asses there, and they, they say, I'll just drop a seer, mate, that'll do. So I stop, say, gets out, and it's all, thank you very much, and what have you. And the, the guy who was the most sober, he said, by the way, my mate was sick, but I caught all of it. to his word, he got all, he, he was waiting for his mate to throw up, because he could tell, and he just put it under his head. There weren't anything in the back of the van. So fast. Thank you very much, mate. I've took that off him, threw it in the bushes. That's gone. <laughs> in the bushes. In the bushes. That's gone. Yeah, it's the all recyclable. There, isn't it? <laughs> it's all recyclable. And um, anyway, I'm, t- I'm in the narrow country lane. They've walked off in the distance, and I'm just turning the taxi round, and I could hear a load a load of shouting. So I've stopped, and I said, "What's the matter?" They've, they've come back, and they said, "Look." My mate's watch, lost his watch. Can we check that it's not in the said, Yeah, so we've all got our phones out, we've all got lights on and looking everywhere for this phone. It's like £5,000 worth of phone. Phone no, or watch? No, right? a watch, sorry, yeah. watch. Nowhere to be found. And uh, I don't. Know, he was so drunk, someone could have took it off him in the club. He could have fell off in the club. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't know. He just wouldn't know. He, he was, was that some far some out stuff, of yeah. it. Over, I said sorry mate not much I can do about it, it? I mean, apart from having all the seats out which yeah. I'm not going to do no. but we looked everywhere and it wasn't
2: And easy. then you said to him look it's, it's half past that <laughs> oh, it's half past eight the watch." He
1: gave me 240 quid to be honest with you oh, so okay. it was a, a really really good job really good job that's that 600 quid that night it's a lot of money that was after yeah. at the, at, right at the end of a very good night mm. but like I say early days that was early I wouldn't wouldn't be doing that now I'm not Uh, I'm not taking that kind of job after at the end at the end of an eight or nine hour shift I don't want to go out now
2: and and have you ever had a day where you've taken around about 500 pounds
0: yeah I did yeah yeah I've done about five thirty a day
2: right okay so just for people listening to know that that's sort of like
0: but obviously you, you're not doing that in like seven eight hours do so no. you have to put in the hours
2: well, i used to do lots long shifts i used to really enjoy it mm. i didn't want to go home used to just get in the flow that's you're how it, is, isn't it. your
1: wife watching this.
2: Well, it was before <laughs> that, so i was um my wife at the time was living in denmark studying and we had a bit of free time so i had nowhere to go while oh, i was right, working so yeah. i would just carry on working i would really enjoy it and obviously when we was home and together then i would go home but uh no in them days no i used to stay out quite a lot love it and now i'm like you larry as you get to a certain age it's a bit more difficult to sit in that chair for longer periods and uh stay focused and even harder if it's a quiet time so for me it has to be ticking over and even then i'm not going to be staying out super long hours it's ticking over and now i've had enough going home i'm done yeah eight
1: or nine hours and my backside is starting to hurt yeah backs of my legs starting to hurt and i know i've had enough yeah. up until that point i'm fairly comfortable to be honest with you
2: so just to i'm going to finish in a second which is the last question really larry if you had a friend and i come to you and i say i i want to do the knowledge i want to become a taxi driver uh is it worth
1: me doing it i would always say it's worth doing it but i'd be i'd tell them the truth about what you have to put in Mm-hmm. Because if I'd have known before I started, I might not have done it. Okay. I'd have known how difficult it was. It is, you really do have to focus yeah 100%. If you're not able to do that, don't waste your time because you probably won't last the course.
2: And would you say the same thing, Emory? Or would you be a little bit more. No, less I, I 100%
0: uh, agree. I would explain them um, how difficult it is. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean,. um if i can say look at this way like um once you start you have to go all the way say so you start and then after a year and a half you, you stopped and then you spend that year and a half for no reason yeah yeah you it's wasted like, your time yeah so you know some uh you know when i had my first attempt when i which i failed mm-hmm. i it's, it's always a big regret for me because that time goes by yeah. if, even if it takes three years four years if you think oh, three years four years is a long time but then that time goes by yeah. And then you say to yourself, uh, four years ago I should have should have done it. I should have done it now, I should now I'm a cam driver. But yeah. as Larry said exactly, you have to, you know, be dedicated. Yeah. If not, then don't
1: if do it, it. If it was a youngster, I would say yes, 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 do it now, do it now, do it now. Mm-hmm. What if you're still living at home with mum and dad, do it now. Do yeah. it before you meet a girl that you're gonna get married yeah. to, or anything like that. Do it before you got any overheads of paying for your own bills and your own flat. Why are you giving your mum like hundred quid a month? Do it now
2: the problem with the youngsters is their perception of time is completely different to ours so we're watching the years fly by now and two years of our lives is nothing mm. whereas a youngster who's in their 20s is thinking two years time i'll be 30. <laughs> it's years and years away they can't see far enough and uh, but if they did do it and they got it under their belt and they realized that they're only 22 now and they've finished it and The world is their oyster or their lobster as rodney would say yeah so yeah but listen guys thank you it's been wonderful having a chat i hope that people are going to benefit from your insights as what it's like to be butter boys and um i hope the little stories are all interesting that the fact that you've told them so many little uh insight secrets and maybe i'll have you both back in the future to do another podcast when we talk about the fact of how you find it a few years time
0: yeah because it's, it's been about seven months since i've been out but i can just talk all day i, I, can, I can get a <laughs> lot of stories I, i'm sure you do as well larry you get you know some you, you get a lot of stories Danny. it's just yeah. a seven months only yeah i can't imagine how many stories you have like well you yeah
2: the, you in the end the, the stories get less because you take no notice of them so oh, okay. in yeah, a sense yeah. the stories keep happening and you just i've uh, got so much more going on in your stride that you
0: yeah. literally
1: you don't notice it. they become less and less bizarre yeah <laughs> just
0: the one more thing i reluctantly saying that uh, about the drunk passenger i reluctantly took five guys they were drunk they were not drunk drunk but they were drunk but uh i had to take them because i was i couldn't drive away because I was, I was stopped the car was stopped and yeah. then they came to me and it was a short distance job anyway and uh, they were going to uh some i forgot the name now. It's somewhere in south Walton lane just off of brook street and uh as i was driving around i picked them up in walton street so um they were like singing dancing I i let them sing because i'm gonna drop them off in a minute so you, you, you just don't feel good in it you got people mm-hmm. at the back you just want to drop them off quickly mm-hmm. and you just like that just drop them off and then all of a sudden i came to barclay square and then they all stopped and, you know, they see all these lights. goes, hey, one of them said, yeah, this is Sloan Square. Yeah. And they said, yeah. And then I just start laughing. Yeah. It just made me laugh there. So <laughs> that was just the one thing that I'll never forget. <laughs> They're laughing. And they all think that that Barclays Square was Sloan Square. Uh. And then uh, it just made me laugh for some reason. I was like,
1: I'd have, I'd have, I'd have to go, I think, sometime before I pick up um, anything equivalent to a, a bloke I picked up Clapham High Street, well, Clapham South Station, um, and he got in. He looked, As I'm driving up he looked fine, he got in, he was clearly had too much to drink. It turns out he didn't stop talking either. He was a male sex worker and he wants to go back to King's Cross, just off Caledonia Road, there's a little muse there, just over the bridge, gated. So um, he's talking all the way about how uh, he's got this job over there, oh he's, he's an actor, but he does this to make his money up on, on, the, on the side, and uh, this bloke had let him down, and, and he had this bag with him, and he's pulling all kinds of dildos out, and showing me this, showing me that. I said, I don't want to I don't want to know mate, <laughs> it was excruciating journey, eventually, <laughs> invent- <laughs> no, not in that way, <laughs> but he was a pain in the arse, we got him up to Caledonian Road, pulls up outside this gated mews. And, uh, and I looked at the fair, so that's so-and-so. He said, I haven't got any money on me. I, I said, what? He said, I've got loads indoors. I am going indoors. And I said, I can't drive in there. It's gated. And I, he said, no, you'll have to come in. I'll give it to you because there's no way that he's going in without me. Mm-hmm. So I've turned it all off and everything. Gone in this little gate muse, me. Was up this set of steps to his front door. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I doing the right thing? Should I just wipe my lip and go? Goes in his house. He said, do you want a drink? I said, <laughs> <laughs> he's been paid 300 quid for what he's just done. I said, no, mate. I said, look, you've been working. I've been working. I just want my wages the same as you. He said, all right, fair enough. Walks into his front room and there's a table there. There was pile after pile of cash there. And he just picked an envelope and give it to me. He said, thank you very much, my avid, blah, blah, blah believe it he must earn a lot of money doing the old escorting it made me think twice where I i <laughs> chose the right road yeah yeah. will be honest with you but, but it you, just could, you could be an escort i'd no? <laughs> <laughs> you know, have to be a very niche market niche uh, yeah yeah someone who likes miserable old gits <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you
2: both for coming thank you both for uh, spending the time and uh sorry george didn't make it but um i don't know when it will be released or when i put it out i just edit them slowly so over the next 10 weeks this will
1: go out on the thing. Right. Thank you Bob, very much. Don't edit Thanks this bit out. Don't edit this bit out. Thanks very much for all the help you give me. All the advice and the guidance. Priceless. Absolutely priceless. Don't edit that out. I'll edit I mean it. <laughs> 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 You knob. <laughs>